can set up a meeting <laughs> at my new office. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. I just bought curtains. Oh, hell yeah. So, so my vision for it, a wall of curtains. Nice. That's it. And it's kind of like curved at the end, so it seems like a dome. Nice. And then that's where the bands will kind of set up and do the thingy. Yeah. And play their music. And then I have my trash couch on the side, and I love my trash couch. <laughs> have you seen the trash couch? No. It's <laughs> it's, it's West Mode. It's I see the vision. It, it looks like a Yeezy Gap couch. It, it, does. Yeah. It, it does. But it also looks like Taya put pillows inside of a large industrial trash bag and propped it up against the wall. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Right now it has no legs. Is it a trash bag? It is not. <laughs> it is actually a leather couch. <laughs> but it does. Because like when I first looked at it, I thought it was a leather couch. But then when you said trash bag, I was like, well, wait. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it is. She was talking to me about it on the phone. It was like, yeah, Ryan says it looks like a trash bag. And then she sent me the picture after we spoke. And I was like, he's absolutely right. Like, It's a great couch, but it looks like a trash bag. Yeah, it really does. And I think that's just a gem. Yeah. A gem that I found on Facebook Marketplace for 80 bucks. God, you kill it on Facebook Marketplace. I just lurk on there all day and what's amazing it's like your house is so well like situated and put together thank you for how much you troll facebook marketplace i'm like you should have a hoarder house like i guess you just have enough space to put all these things but well i purge a lot i get rid of stuff a lot yeah i'm always uh finding the next best thing nice it's not a good way to to live it's very consumeristic but it's a circle of life it is okay we need to introduce our guest yes hey Hey guys, who is who is she? Who is she? Who is, who is, she? is she? Mysterious voice. All right, we're here the morning after Doomsday. Do you guys say Doomsday X three whenever you say um, it? Or is it usually, just Usually, it, it, honestly, it's interchangeable. We got Doomsday, 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 which is technically <clears throat> the official name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Doomsday X three is like the cooler abbreviated name. Yeah, and Doomsday is like the one that we use casually like oh yeah we just came back from doomsday that's doomsday's pronoun it's doomsday yeah doomsday doomsday um doomsday. the morning after doomsday doomsday doomsday's incredible performance called forever and ever yes yeah we are here with uh one part of doomsday one and half. the youngest person i've ever met <laughs> whoa i'm the youngest girl alive <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> okay, besides Taya, the youngest person I've ever met, um, Ella. So true. That is my name. Burzen. <laughs> That's so true. Is That's it Burzen's or Bergman? Burzen's. Burzen's. What? I one time, um, I won like a freaking honor roll thing, and they announced my name over the announcements, and they said Ella Birkins. <laughs> I don't know where they got the K from. <laughs> Dude, I don't know why that name trips me out so much. When you came to Kill City on the sign-up sheet, you spelled out your last name on the sign-up sheet. And every time I called you up to play, I was just like, I can't. Yeah, I was I like, and next up is Ella B. <laughs> Ella B. <laughs> I like to write my name Ella Blue B because my middle name is Blue. Oh. So it's like. Is it really? Yeah. That's so cool. That is cool. My, my parents uh, almost named me Ocean if I was a boy. And oh. my name could have been Ocean Blue. Ocean Blue. Ocean wow. Blue person. Wow. So, uh, thinking my lucky stars. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, I feel like Ocean's gender neutral. Yeah. So they could have 
It could have been. It could have still been Ocean Blue. Yeah, true. Yeah. And they almost, they, they were thinking about naming Archer, my brother, Blaze. Blaze? Wow. Can you that's, imagine? That's really, I'm, I'm kind of mad at them that they didn't name him Blaze. It'd be really interesting if you were Ocean and he was Blaze and they were like yes. enemies for Fireboy life. Fireboy and Water Girl. Oh, yes. Except reversed. Wait, no, not reversed. That's how it works. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Shark, shark Lava girl. Boy and Shark Girl. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Have That's you seen so that That's so interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. I've never seen I that. Never, You've never I seen I didn't it? have cable as a child though, so I didn't like, oh, I yeah. watched it like when it was like rerun reruns on cable when I was like, 15 and i was like this is the worst movie i've ever seen in my life <laughs> i don't get the hype but i guess i should have watched it when i was like four right yeah i think i when it came out i was 11 maybe and that movie was the jam dude that dream <laughs> song i was like what i need to hear that song again it was so good and then uh taylor lautner that's where he was pre twilight yeah i was just about to say i Karate feel like there's Boy. a lot of movies like that yeah, I that I, I i can't i always forget that he was on twilight he was in twilight oh yeah no oh, yeah he was a big he deal a huge part of that never on his team though yeah i don't know i recently watched those for the first time like Are you within team the Jacob? past year um no I'm, I'm just like team not watching twilight it was so oh brutal. zoe kravitz over here the whole fucking <laughs> experience twilight. i was like these are the worst movies i've ever seen I just can't and like stand how blue they are the first yeah. one's blue but they the were... rest okay twilight has to hit you at a certain window in time exactly that's what that's my point but except okay there's two windows you're a young preteen mm-hmm. or you're midlife woman mm-hmm. Because oh. I remember going to those midnight premieres and, and half lot. the audience was like a group of wine it's true. moms. <laughs> it's true. My mom used to read Twilight when I was, uh, before I moved to Floyd, I was probably like, oh, I guess I'm doxing myself. <laughs> uh, I was like, uh, I don't know, you're still in Florida and I was probably four and my mom used to sit in the bathtub and read Twilight all the time. Wow. Oh my gosh. In the bathtub? Mm-hmm. She loves being in the bathtub. Oh, dude, I want to like talk to your parents. Everything I'm hearing thus far, I've heard so little. I'm so excited to talk to you today because I feel like we've known each other for a while, but yeah. we've never really sat down and like chatted and hung out for a long time. Yeah. Like I know a great deal more about like Tristan and like who he is and where he comes from. Yeah. But your parents sound pretty wild if they're naming their children Ocean and Blaze and reading Twilight. Oh, in the yeah. I wish that they did. Dude, I'm Except stealing that. I would have been made fun of so hard if my name was Ocean Blue though. Yes. I don't know. I think you would be like the coolest girl I think, when you're like 10. Yeah. yeah. When I was 10. But then when I'm like this age, I would be like, man, I sucked when I was 10. <laughs> Maybe. There's a potential there. Did, also, you're, I don't know your brother, but he seems like an archer over a blaze. Yeah. 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 yeah he's, a, he's a lot more uh, mellow. Yeah. I was He's, talking about him on the ride home last night with Taya, and I kept calling him Sterling. And I you don't, did. I don't know why. I don't know <laughs> why, why you called Sterling. Call Sterling. <laughs> yeah. Is is your brother quiet? Mm, no. Uh, it's a weird misconception about him. He's he is quiet, but not like. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of faced that his whole life where like everyone's like oh Archie you're so shy why don't you mm. talk and like you know like I don't know if you've ever been like one of those kids in school who's quiet and then the, like someone comes up to you and they say like to you very loudly why don't you ever talk yeah <laughs> and like that's like what he had to deal with his like entire like yeah. elementary school experience <laughs> and middle school experience and like 
I feel like it almost reinforced it in him because mm. everyone was like, why are you so quiet? And he was like, oh, I mean, I don't I know. Guess I'm I quiet. guess I'm quiet. Yeah. yeah. But um, he skipped a grade. Uh, mm. uh, he skipped fourth grade. Really a shame because fourth grade is the objectively best grade. I would agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I'm actually on board with that. Thank yeah. you. Why yeah. do you say? Why do you say so though? Um, I had a great fourth grade teacher. Shout out Miss Burnett. She got what she deserved. Became vice principal. <gasps> oh, okay. <laughs> Shout out Miss Burnett. She died tragically. She died. <laughs> Just kidding, Miss Burnett. I love. I love you. <laughs> She's awesome and uh, was the first ever teacher that like really. I don't know, was really uh, kind to me and, like, understood me and wanted to yeah. help me mm-hmm. and, so, like, supported me. Like, I was always kind of the weird kid, you know? Yeah. And, like, I I don't know. I always felt like the teachers kind of hated me for that, but she really liked me for that. And Aww. she let me, like, sit on the floor to do my tests. <laughs> and, nice. like, I don't know. She was awesome. And That's such a simple accommodation. Like, yeah. it's not even like, let me blare music while I do my test. It's yeah. like, just let me sit where I want. And so if a teacher's like, yeah, that's yeah. great. I mean, I get it. Cause then like when you're a teacher and you're like, okay, I've got one student who's like, I'm making these accommodations and everybody's going to be like, can I take my test in the bathroom? And, yeah. and you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This Where's train's the- getting away from me. Yeah. Yeah. But that is really cool. She was really good at like managing the class though. And she like had a very good way of having authority over the students without being like really strict or really mean. Mm-hmm. And she, it was weird because she was kind of like the stereotype that you might think of as like the like Southern teacher that like kind of like sassy and only likes the girls that wear like the simply southern shirts yeah (laughs) but she was not really that person and uh i really appreciated her but also fourth grade is just good because it's like right before like terrible middle school yes and right after (laughs) boring elementary school and it's like like the shining light yeah yeah I feel yeah. like the pressure and chaos of middle school kind of starts in fifth grade because that's when you're like preparing for your leap. Did, mm. did everybody do middle school like sixth through eighth grade? No, my middle school was seventh, seventh and eighth. Uh, I didn't have middle school. What? What? <laughs> Get out. <laughs> well, I grew up in Floyd, Virginia. So uh, our area is too small to have a middle school. So um, I went to elementary school technically. Uh, I went to school in the elementary school from second grade which is when i moved to um seventh grade and then uh in eighth grade i moved to the high school oh Um, because they don't have a middle school because it's just why would they it's too small and they don't need to build another building for no reason right yeah oh that's so interesting starting high school any sooner than ninth grade feels dramatic to me yeah it was it was fine really um it's it's weird because you don't have you don't really have classes with the high schoolers mm, because okay. you're like you're the eighth graders still go to school all together they don't mix grades yeah um, okay. so the eighth graders go to eighth grade classes unless you're like super smart or something right um <laughs> but uh like you have to be actually super smart because they do not want you to mix mm, grades right and they'd rather just put you in a higher level eighth grade class right, right. um okay yeah but it was it was fine it was kind of funny because like and and fun because like when when classes got out everyone like rushed in the hallways and i wasn't used to that because i was used to like being like walked to my next class right and it was fun because i got to like weave through all the people and stuff it was like a school of fish yeah Yeah. nice um that's really cute i went to middle school until uh after ninth grade 10th grade was my first year of high school 
What? Think about that. I went to George S. Patton Jr. Junior High School in Leavenworth, Kansas. So it's George S. Patton Jr. is who the school's named after, but it's a junior high school. So it's George S. Patton Jr. Junior High School. And so I did ninth grade at Patton, and Zach went to a private Catholic high school in town. And I was like so mad that I couldn't go with him. Like I could have gone to ninth grade at the Catholic school, but George S. Patton Jr. Junior High School was just like a really good free school. So junior, junior. I had to do that one. Junior, junior high. Um, do you only have one brother or one sibling, or do you? Have yeah, more? I have one sibling. Nice. Is he older or younger? Younger. Everyone thinks that he's older than me because he's taller and he yeah. just seems older. <laughs> yeah, but he's not. I'm oh. like a year and a half. Oh, okay. Nice. Very or close. so. Yeah. Yeah. I would have, I honestly, I would have thought you two were twins. Yeah, same. Yeah. Everyone thinks we're twins. Um, I think we look similar. And also, I mean, I don't know if you spend a lot of time with me and Archer, we get along really well. Mm -hmm. And we have like this sort of synergy that twins tend to have, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we are not twins. Hmm. Interesting. So what was high school like for you? Uh, Well, I guess yesterday. uh, Yeah, yesterday. I graduated uh, just yesterday. I, this is my. This is what I'm doing as, after I graduate. I'm not going to any parties. I'm, going, I'm doing this podcast. Yes, thank because you. it means a lot Priorities. to me. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, but that's not true. I lied. <laughs> um, oh. I actually graduated high school last year. Yes, yes. Um, and freshman year, worst worst day of my life. Um, <laughs> the whole year was yeah. the worst day of your life. Uh, but sophomore year was the this was even worse, if you could imagine it. Oh, my God. Um, and then junior year was pretty good. And f- freaking, uh, what's the one after that? Senior, Senior year was yeah. mixed. <laughs> You're like, what? It was so long ago. What did they call it? So um, what was so terrible about your first two years yeah uh well my freshman year um i moved to a new school Mm -hmm. uh out of uh the eighth grade section at uh my high school and i moved to a school in roanoke Mm -hmm. uh that was very small only had 60 kids and uh that's where i met grayson and archer goes there and all my friends basically now went there including brian who you saw yes um and I did not want to do that. Um, my parents were like, you should do this. And I was like, I do not want to do this. And um, they were like, okay, well, you should at least go and see the school. So mm-hmm. I went and went... Sorry. I went and I saw the school. And um, I was like, I mean, it's okay, but I don't really want to go here. And they are like, at least interview. And so I at least interviewed. And then they are mm-hmm. like, you're accepted. And I was like... I don't want to go here. I have to choose now. Mm. And the reason I didn't want to be accepted to the school is because I did not want to choose because I hate choosing things. Mm. And um, I was kind of stuck and like paralyzed. I was like, I cannot choose what to do. And so my parents just had to make the choice for me because I couldn't, like I just could not decide. Mm. And they were like, you're going there. Mm-hmm. So and this was, is between just like Floyd High School with the people you've been going to school with since second grade. Yeah. And then why did they want you to go to the Roanoke School? Um, because they believed that I needed a better education because mm-hmm. they uh, thought I was not being served well enough at Floyd because it doesn't have as good of an arts program or it doesn't have as good of an educational program mm-hmm. uh, in general because they thought I was like bored in the classes or whatever. 
but honestly I probably learned more at uh high at the public high school than I did at the private school um I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big public school fan I think people should go to public school I think it, that uh it's good to experience public school and what like the the mass group of everyone in the world does and not like be like i am special i go to yes. private school mm. um <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why i didn't want to go as well um uh, just because i was kind of against that yeah. and uh i didn't i want to be with a bunch of people that wanted to go to a private school i guess yeah, yeah. Um, uh and i also liked being the weird kid uh <laughs> honestly so were you not the weird kid anymore when you no. went to okay uh because everyone was the weird kid mm. um and i mean i definitely did stand out but i i didn't have the status that i used to like yeah. it was like going from like imagine working i'm sorry i'm talking so much no, no that's why talking. we're here um imagine like working your entire like life from like second grade to eighth grade building a reputation where you are allowed to do whatever you want because everyone is like oh it's ella she'll do whatever uh, yeah. and i'm and and they went from ruthlessly making fun of you being so mean to you because you were like the weird kid to having this like almost celebrity status like the weird <laughs> kid that all the popular kids love yeah. yeah and like because you're like interesting and you do silly things mm -hmm. and you like i don't know are um i don't know just something the kid yeah. who appreciate it yeah yeah mm -hmm. and i felt like i worked really hard for that and i liked having that status honestly that mm -hmm. i kind of lost and that was also kind of hard for me um and i'm it's really hard for me to make new friends and get to know new people yeah so my first uh year i pretty much didn't have any friends mm. and that was sad and yeah so that's why my first year was dumb it's did stupid. you do you remember any kind of like interaction when during your freshman year where you were like kooky zany and like you realized you had lost this kind of like status from that you had formerly um i don't know uh i don't think i really did because i think people at that school still see me that way like my freshman year there was uh there was uh, some very red, like brand new Converse high tops mm -hmm. that were hanging from a telephone wire, like right outside the school. And we were driving to school and I was like, those are mine. <laughs> and I was, I'm going to get them. And then I made it a mission to get them like since like the first month of school. Yeah. So every free period, I would be outside throwing like sticks and rocks <laughs> at, at a power shoes. line. Yes. Um, and like uh, my friend Lauren actually uh, that I met was like, I'm going to bring some bamboo poles to school and we're going to tape them together so that maybe you can try to knock it off with those taped bamboo poles that are really long. And we did this for like so long. I made it such a thing. It was like a saga that everyone knew about. That's awesome. Did you ever get them? Actually, yes. <gasps> um, and they're in my car right now. I wear them when I uh, try to learn to skateboard, which I am bad at. Aww. Um, Congratulations. Yes. I'm getting those down. Uh, yeah. My dad actually did it for me. Uh, he drove to school and then he bought. Uh, he brought his uh, like 
clippers and yeah. he uh stood on the top of his car and clipped the like shoelaces oh. and then came to school like holding them triumphantly like yes. the freaking guy at the end that's of the so breakfast cool. club yes. and he was like that's such I a got you the shoes and they were like soaking wet but i wore them the whole day oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh your dad's incredible that's, that's awesome. so sweet one thing i'm sad about is that i wish that he could have told me he was doing it so i could have watched him do it true um but yeah. it was still nice for him to do it yeah, yeah. that's really sweet last night's show was awesome i really enjoyed it Mm -hmm. Um, thank you talk talk to me about uh the days you spent in the room oh god which i feel like this is the room right this is the room yeah we are in the room in in which this this is a historic space yes tell us ella so uh for those of you who do not know doomsday x3 my uh little performance group uh we uh me and grayson uh, we decided that we would, in order to plan our next show, lock ourselves in a room for three days. Um, Grayson wanted to do it for a week originally, which I thought was the worst idea. So <laughs> we changed it to three days uh, and wrote our show in the room. And uh, Tristan, who just got his charger, uh, was taking care of us the whole time. Mm-hmm. So Taking care of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he gave us a couple microwave dinners <laughs> and uh, cooked us some eggs for a nice last meal in the room once. So that was nice. Yeah. Uh, did have some weird sauce out though on it. Like, what was that, Tristan? <laughs> oh, um, God. Oh, no. <laughs> it was green. It was green. Okay. Um, but, uh, um, frick. Yeah, we were locked in the room for three days. It was something else for sure. Um, <laughs> there's this mural on the wall with a bunch of deer on it mm-hmm. and like trees and one time me and grace got really bored and we cut out like eyes out of paper and stuck them all over the wall like eyes watching us from the forest and we cut out a picture of kenny from south park put him on the wall <laughs> and we also named one of the deer kenny and we also named one of the deer patrice and another one bartris i like bartris a lot bartris was my favorite while i was in the room nice. um is but, patrice named after patrice o'neill um i don't know i named patrice but i did not don't know who that is oh okay that's all right <laughs> um he's a very funny comedian there's also an owl named yol um, and you can't see it, but there's also a, 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 a tree lemur. Uh, the tree lemur is hidden by the shelf right oh, now. Oh, you've added a lemur. Uh, I was like, damn, there was a lemur on that wall the whole time? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, we decorated the... We took our upon ourselves to decorate the room a little bit. It was great. Um, room sweet room. Yeah. Room yeah. sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I didn't realize that you're gesturing to an actual sign that's going to say that behind me. <laughs> Like I was in a bit just then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the room was. I don't really know like what to say about the room specifically. Honestly, it was. uh, I mean, what do you want to know? Well, okay. Why? Why don't you give listeners like an idea of what the performance was about, and then we can go into the significance of the room. Okay. Um. So the performance was basically, the first bit was a little mini play we wrote in the room about being in the room uh, Mm -hmm. and what it was like. And why were you in the room? To plan the show. Right. Okay. So we were, so the, so the little mini play at the beginning was about us trying to figure out how to do the show Mm -hmm. and writing it while in the room. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yeah uh it had too many plays inside of it as well which we came up with the concepts for in the room because me and grayson were doing this little exercise where he explained something like a police sketch Mm -hmm. and i drew it on uh printer paper and um 
he describes some silly looking people and things mm-hmm. like uh, a little frog person and um uh, a toad person and a gobbo um <laughs> and those that does that's a goblin by the way he makes goblets uh from the game goblet grotto uh <laughs> stream goblet grotto is that a real game yes oh <laughs> it, it is it is uh it's quite an it's quite an obscure game though i, I encourage you to look it up it's really really weird um <laughs> but yeah uh the first mini play was about this goblet land and it was very like very camp as you would say it was supposed to be very mm-hmm. like i'm an adventurer on a journey yeah um <laughs> and the next little mini play was about being it was actually the concept a concept that grayson came up with while he when he locked himself in a closet for a couple hours in order <laughs> to come up with a play idea um and did nothing but sit in the dark closet and just think for pl- about play ideas i love that being locked in this bedroom wasn't enough, enough. <laughs> he was like i need another layer that'll do it <laughs> yeah um the other play was about uh like a a land in which that was controlled by this orb and uh the orb had something wrong with it and it made everyone talk funny uh and the these two evil guys wanted him to hack into the orb to control the world like they wanted it to be mm-hmm. and he and, but uh, the main character breaks the orb and then the world changes and they're now in like a weird uh post-war russia mm. and uh and there's a strange man that takes them away and it's not supposed to make sense <laughs> um and then uh, we had two sections also in the show. We had a Grayson section and Ella section. The Grayson section was uh, had a bunch of skits in it that he he enjoys, and uh, this section called Wisdom Truths, uh, in which he told some truths and some wisdom uh, that were very impactful uh, to the audience. <laughs> um, my favorite section, honestly, uh, just because he looks so freaking stupid when he puts his like shirt behind his head <laughs> like that. Um, uh, and my section, which I use projectors and videos and sing a song. And then we have the final section, which is mini plays, uh, where we give everyone menus of the mini plays. Mm-hmm. And it has like a list of them in numbers. And everyone can shout out the number that they want. And every play is assigned a number. And so if they shout 15 and the play is like, me and Grayson doing this weird motion with our hands and we're like okay great we're doing 15 and we do this weird motion and then we say next and they shout out a new one and we do that number on the list which might be me talking about my dead uncle mm-hmm. um and yeah that was the show yeah I will say I told you this before that my favorite part was your um your section um and that's when you had like all like the checkerboard the video checkerboard yeah is that what you called it yeah yeah and all the clips how long ago were those clips filmed um they were filmed probably over two years Mm -hmm. um that that video checkerboard is like an amalgamation of a lot of different things um Mm -hmm. probably the oldest one is from mm, 2020 or early 2021 is that with the yellow balloon uh yeah actually mm-hmm. uh that is uh i made that video with the yellow balloon uh for um a class at my school oh, um okay. uh, yeah and then some of the other videos were taken when i went on spring break to uh florida mm-hmm. and another one was when i went on a beach trip uh with brian mm-hmm. another one was just a, a bunch of times yeah yeah I liked, I, were you talking over it or was there a narration in the video? Of the checkerboard one? Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking. Oh, okay. You just couldn't tell because it was behind the sheet. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. That's, yeah, that, that was another element that was really cool. Um, was like 
you being silhouetted with the sheets on the projector yeah. and then you kind of talking through those moments. You said something about being afraid to not be able to do all the things that you want to do. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. And I loved that, like, uh, I loved the way you talked about what you were doing mm-hmm. in this way that was, like, n- kind of, like, it was so unpretentious. Yeah. yeah. It, but it was also very much, like, the kinds of thoughts that go into, like, making art where you're, like, see, this is tangible now. And, like, we yeah. can, like, touch the video. Or, like, when you put, like, the magnifying glass up over the projector and you're, like, I just really like this. Yeah. <laughs> Look at yeah. that. Yeah, like, you can use a mirror. It's over there. That's it. That was it's actually so good. fun. Thank you. I loved it. I loved the energy of that. Because, like, you, yeah, you go to art galleries where people are like, hmm, what the artist is doing here is making it tangible. Yeah. Art. And I'm like, shut up. They but just, when you, the artist, are like, yeah. I think this is cool because it's, like, tangible. I'm like, yeah. 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 Um, I immediately, right off the rip, I'm going to backtrack, the beginning of the show, the song Sensitive Artist. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that yeah. an original or is that like a cover? Okay. I This is my maybe my biggest regret from the show. I completely forgot to say we were doing covers. And okay. that is a bad thing because everyone that doesn't know the songs will think we made them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So when I put the video on YouTube, I'm going to put at the beginning that the songs are covers because we completely forgot to say that. Okay. But mm-hmm. uh, the song Sensitive Artist is by King Missile, which is a parody band from believe the 80s or 90s do they and do detachable penis i think so uh they also do jesus is way cool yeah and he's like jesus is way cool he can turn yeah, yeah, water yeah, yeah, into yeah. wine yeah. sugar into cocaine um sensitive artist was so good and immediately after you finished singing it very earnestly um i leaned over to taya and i was like that's twee as hell everything in that <laughs> song is like very twee and i wanted to ask how genuinely you kind of relate to that song especially as doomsday in a doomsday performance Mm -hmm. and how much is strictly like mocking that kind of energy you you know what i mean yeah uh actually i can relate that to what you were saying about my uh my bit my section where i talk about the video so for for visualization's sake um i have the projectors facing towards like not towards the audience but uh but towards the back of the stage and then i have a, a big thing that they project on but the very beginning of the show i'm putting a mirror um before the projectors hit the thing they're projecting on so that it goes back onto a sheet which i'm standing in front of Mm -hmm. and then the light goes um uh and i'm standing in front of the sheet so that it makes a shadow of me and then it makes the stuff on the sheet uh as well so i can like point at the stuff on the sheet and my shadow will point at the stuff on the sheet Mm -hmm. um nice i'm a huge fan of silhouettes and play with light and uh contrast and stuff like that i think it's very cool and um i was actually inspired by a band half alive at half alive uh stream half alive uh (laughs) Uh, they did a great show recently that, and where they did something I've always wanted to do, which is basically what I did, but a little different. They mm-hmm. opened the show by um, by projecting it onto like a, a big sheet, and they have like about four flashlights behind in all different angles, so that it mm-hmm. makes a bunch of different shadows of him in like all different angles yeah. on the sheet. Um, and I've always wanted to do something like that my whole life, um, like because I saw when I was very young a like puppet show where they, they, they used silhouettes to show the puppet show. Yeah. And I've always wanted to do that, but I've always wanted to do it with projectors. And then when I saw the Half Alive do it, I was like, I'm, I'm going to do it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, 
sorry i got sidetracked because i love that so much uh no that's okay um but yeah when i was talking about my bit and like kind of explaining it like look it's on the walls we're like in the video now guys isn't that cool or like i think this looks cool that's why i'm doing it mm-hmm. i that is very important to me that i say those things because i do not although like that kind of art is something i really like i specifically like it when the artist is like self-aware and earnest about what they're doing mm-hmm. and they're like I know that this is like a pretentious art thing, but I like it, so I'm gonna do it. Because if you don't acknowledge that, like, um, one one thing I think about like self-awareness is like, if the artist doesn't acknowledge that what they're doing is dumb or silly, they alienate the audience and you don't want that. So you have to acknowledge that you are doing something that might annihilate, an, uh, annihilate? how do you say it? Alienate? Yes. You have to acknowledge that you might alienate them so that they do not become alienated. Mm. So um, I have to say, like, this is this is a silly art thing, but I like this so that they understand that, like, I know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and uh, I don't know. I like I just like that sense of genuineness so that it feels very, like, mm-hmm. very genuine and not like I'm like, look at my cool performance art. But I'm like, we are me and you are doing this. Yeah. Um, so that this is very important that why i did that specifically yeah i um, thought it was perfect thank you yeah, um, an insensitive artist uh i kind of feel the same way like we had to say that at the beginning of the show for the same reason because it felt like the show is very like look at our silly art and i want everyone to know that we know that it's our silly art mm-hmm. you know um and I do relate to some of that song. I don't relate to thinking I'm better than everyone else, though, because I used to think that when I first got to my school that I hated. Mm. But then I got to the school and I was like, wait a minute. I try so hard to make sure that everyone thinks I'm cool. Um, but I I, am not like I should not do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not better than everyone else because everyone else is like me. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of stopped feeling like that. And so sensitive artist is kind of almost making fun of my old self a little bit. Um, mm. But uh, yeah. That's kind of what Twee Girls is all about. Yeah. <laughs> Looking back on who you were and being like, what? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I had, um, when I brought up my ideas at the board meeting, um, afterwards they were like, what, what's your podcast about? And I was like, well, it's called Twee Girls, but it's really us talking about who we were in the past and how we've arrived at who we are today. Yes. Um, that puts it very elegantly. Twee. But yeah, during my job interview for, I, did I tell you we interviewed for like a web developer job recently? And they rejected me within 24 hours. No. It was brutal. <laughs> but during the interview, they were like, um, yeah, what do you do in your free time? It was like a podcast. And they're like, what's your podcast about? And I was just like, ah. <laughs> Uh, and I was like, I don't really know. I was like, it's it's about like what art we loved when we were younger and like what we like now. And then later in the interview, they asked, um, what's something that someone could say about you when you leave the room uh-huh. that would make you just like blush and be like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And I was like, probably just that I'm pretty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I like explained I was like that's why I laughed when you asked about like twee girls because yeah. I feel like so much on twee girls I'm just talking about how like all I wanted was to be like pretty and thin when I was like 12 <laughs> and uh so yeah when somebody's like what do you talk about on twee girls I'm just like well just how <laughs> being depressed and a smoker and skinny is all I ever wanted heroin um, chic honestly 
let's stop pretending <laughs> that uh, not let like not let's as in you and me, mm-hmm. but I feel like people should stop pretending that that's not something that was ever on the forefront of their minds. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's also probably like the biggest difference between myself now and like my values back then. It's like now. I think I've just had the body of like a hot 32 year old since I was like 13. And so when you're 13, you're like, oh, like, why do I have D cup boobs? And now I'm like a 32 year old. I'm like, OK, I'm yeah. fine. Like, I'm, not, I'm not worried about it so much anymore. But yeah, um, but that's interesting, especially because you are so young. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you're great. I think you're very smart and I think you're wise beyond your years, but just that you can already like look back at yourself like three years ago and be like, identify like the flaws and like your thoughts or not flaws in your thoughts, but you know how, yeah. how you feel differently now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just think that's really cool. Thanks. You said something to me earlier about how so much of doomsday is Grayson. Yeah. Do you feel like you're trying to step into showing yourself more in the, group or like how do you feel about it well um grayson is really into like making things uh that like are like exactly his vision just like i am but Mm -hmm. i think i am very uh a a lot more easygoing so i like to compromise a lot more Mm -hmm. um which is why i think um a lot of the humor or content i think is a lot more zany than maybe i'd want Mm-hmm. But I think Grayson actually really liked my bit. He told me after the show, he was like, I really liked your bit. I think we should do more of that. So I think probably Doomsday will be more of a mix of that um, mm-hmm. in the future, um, which is, is cool. And uh, I don't know. I I guess Grayson's really good at making things happen, whereas I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like when he is like the one that reaches out to the people and is like, we're going to do this show here. Can we do the show here? I'm like yeah okay we're doing the show here uh but since you like decided to do the show it's obviously not mine so i don't know Mm -hmm. how i'm gonna like make it my thing if it's like our thing yeah Yeah. when i dm'd you and i said i really liked your part would you consider doing it or have you considered doing it as a standalone you said yes with an ellipsis (laughs) and i was like did i offend her no (laughs) maybe i offended because i was like stop it (laughs) we're talking on the podcast shut it up i meant to say it like yes oh Oh, okay okay an intrigued ellipsis yeah Yeah. because i think i think that's like that's stardust right there like that's I think that's a good thing. And I feel like I've got an eye for it. But I'm also like in my Kanye West era where I'm like delusional about, <laughs> about the things that I can do. That served Kanye pretty well. Hey, yeah, I He's think it's made good. great art and like fostered great art. Yeah. I do think you have great taste and you are thank a great you. organizer. Well, thank you. Um yeah, as far as like doing just an entire performance that's just you, mm-hmm. does that yeah. intrigue? It does, uh, because I really love having full control over uh, my art, which Mm -hmm. is why I like video so much, because I can, like, take reality and I can, like, maneuver it how I want it to be. Um, But, yeah, I have always wanted to do my own show when I was really young. uh, Me and Archer used to put on our own little shows, you know, like most children do, I Mm -hmm. figure. Um, But we would, like, make little tickets and hand them out and have, like, uh, little skits that we would do and we'd have, like like a whole set, like like as long as like an hour. And yeah. we would be like, this is like this section and this section, kind of like Doomsday. Yeah. And Doomsday feels like a new version of me and Archer's like little skit show when we were small. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but I've always and then Archer like kind of got a little he grew away from all the performance stuff and he wanted to he, he doesn't really like being in the spotlight as much yeah and so I felt like dang I I can't do that with Archer anymore so I'm really gra- glad I have Grayson mm-hmm. um but I have always wanted to do something that is just my vision which is why I liked doing my section so much mm-hmm. but I would love if I had like people that would listen to like everything I'm saying and do it exactly how I want it to do like yeah I would I think I would be a good director I guess yeah um yeah and if I had like my own show that I could direct I mean that would be great but I'm not I'm not there yet I wouldn't even say that you just haven't done it yet I think you can definitely do it but but we'll talk um that reminds me of like what you said about when you, you and your brother were younger, putting on little plays. I always wanted to do stuff like that. So I grew up in New York and then I moved to Georgia. I'm very close with my cousins. One is a year older than me and one's a year younger than me. And we used to, you know, play together. So I lived in the city. I lived in Manhattan. They lived in like, uh, like just outside of the city. And I used to like glamorize like, wow, they live in a real house and like, <laughs> like the nuclear family with like the house and like a place in the backyard and a dog or I don't think they had a dog yet. But anyway, so we would do like, like every now and then my uncle would set up like a video camera and we would just like get our costumes or, oh no, we were super into Star Wars. Like <gasps> they had all the lightsabers and like their grandma I know, I don't know her name. I've just always called her grandma, but she's not my grandma. Would like be jumping over the couch with us as we're like acting out like Revenge of the Sith. And that's how you became Star Wars Kid. What? Do you guys know Star Wars Kid? No. He's just like an obese little white boy who like got caught on hidden camera like lightsaber fighting. It went viral. It was like a very early viral video. Oh, no, Never mind. no, no, no. It's a I don't joke think I know. Clearly, you were not an obese white boy. <laughs> in, in 19. Yeah, that wasn't me. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but go on. Yeah. But then when we moved to Georgia, I kind of wanted that same thing. And um, I didn't have any family in Georgia. And I was making friends. And at one point, I convinced all the kids in my neighborhood that we were going to put on a circus. Ooh. And I was like, go get your parents. We're do like, we rehearsed one time. You're doing a basketball bit and I'm, <laughs> and I'm like the ringleader and we're going to figure it out, but get your parents and all of their parents came and you know how like painstaking it is to get anybody's parents. To oh like, my God. Come yeah. look at this show. They all showed up and then we all got stage fright and I was like, okay, thank you for coming. Can you please go home now? Oh, <laughs> the God. circus is over. That's yeah. awful. <laughs> and I felt that shame for years. <laughs> You've been chasing that high with every like show. Oh, it was not a high. It was a low. (laughs) (laughs) And that's maybe that's held me back from uh, wanting to produce more things. And I think like later in high school, I would like make videos with my family and my friends and whatnot. But like seeing you guys do it and like really do it, put on a performance and have an audience. I think that's really cool that you're like, you're, you're doing what you want to do. It's really my like dream. Yeah. Like I, I, I remember writing or saying something recently that was like everyone always like tells you that like uh, you're gonna like once you get out of here you're gonna like live the dream or like mm-hmm. uh, like you're like working towards the dream but I think actually that I'm living the dream right now yeah mm-hmm. like you are. right now I am living the dream mm-hmm. and 
I uh, want to make it last as long as I can. Yeah. But like, I think uh, my whole life I have tried very hard to realize that I am like realize what I'm experiencing and like hold on to it as much as I can. Like mm-hmm. when I was really young, I had like a, a um, what are those things called? Composition notebooks. Um, and I had like written down like all my teachers in every grade and like my friends in those grades and like um, like things I felt about like being an adult. And I was like, this is for when you're older. So you can remember what it was like <laughs> to be small. And yeah. I was like, I can't stand like that when, I, when I'm old, I won't know what it was like to be small. Yeah. Like that is like the worst. And Do you still have those notebooks? I think so. That's awesome. Um, I, I've always been really terrified at forgetting what it's like to be to be young or not realizing that I that I'm living the dream and then getting out of it and being like, dang, where's the dream? Because mm. I just lived it. Yeah. yeah. Like right now, I'm living like between my house and this house with friends that want to make art with me and like I have people in my life that care about me and I get to make things and not really have many expenses mm-hmm. and like i don't know i think it's important to know when you're experiencing something good yeah i think that's you're true. so fucking smart yeah i'm like that's getting emotional because i'm like damn <laughs> like definitely fell into that trap of just like being an adult and being like oh fuck like the dream was like five years ago like oh no and like yeah i just wish i had that self-awareness but the thing is you're 32 and you could have that self-awareness now it's true because that's gonna now it's gonna escape us and like ryan says it and i'd like to be like shut up dude like we're young right now and then when we're actually old we're gonna be like we spent all that time talking about how old we were yeah instead of like doing something i just feel like i endured a lot of struggle throughout my 20s and i don't really know what i was chasing i was Mm. just like you know, I did like college and college took me forever. And then like after college, my dream in college was to be a journalist in China. Yeah. And so then when I got to China and was a journalist, I was like, okay, this is the dream, right? Like, mm-hmm. and it was just like very unpleasant, super stressful, like very bad mental health being yeah. just an alone, like essentially illiterate white woman in communist China. And like, that's kind of what I mean is like I was chasing mm. that dream and then like okay when I got there I was like this sucks yeah and it just feels like yeah my 20s were like struggle it wasn't like it didn't feel like joy it didn't feel yeah. like I was appreciating what was happening I felt like I was like why did I do this for yeah. like a lot of it. Mm, yeah I that, that makes sense because I I feel that way about my early and mid-20s too of like you're like striving for a better future i'm then... just like chasing a dream mm-hmm. but not chasing my dreams yeah because i didn't feel like i could allow myself to do that like yeah. i didn't think that i could succeed if i were to pursue my dreams so true yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so but then so when i was talking to the sbdc the small business development center and i was talking to nicole love her mm-hmm. shout out nicole um <laughs> And she was like, you could either, you can fail at somebody else's dream or you could fail at your own dream. Beautiful, Nicole. And she, and I was like, oh, yeah. And she's like, not saying that you're just going to fail. Yeah. But like, you'll realize that even if you do succeed at something else, mm-hmm. like, it won't um, feel as good as trying and failing at the thing that you actually want to do. Right. Would you say that you're currently like pursuing your dreams? Yeah. Is that West Mode? 
What's West Mode? Is West Mode is your, your dream is to be Kanye West? <laughs> <laughs> you are wow. you're like doing the all like black clothes like long. Yes. Oh man, yes. <laughs> I, I am. I found it. I figured out a silhouette that works, and I also like because I I love it. I love when I see people wearing like what's it called acid drip. I don't know. TikTok just keeps telling me things about <laughs> microtrends. Um, but just like seeing how people dress with color and shape and, and whatnot. I'm oh like, my, that's... Like, like the post-apocalyptic kind of thing? Yeah, I think that's really cool. I also think it's really cool when people are going into like that 60s mod style. I, and I've reached a point where I'm like, I don't have to be everything that I think is cool. Like yeah. I can be what works for me and what works for me is wearing neutrals and trench coats. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. You always look sick. Thank you. Um, Ella, do you, so you're living the dream right now. Uh, as close as I can get at the moment, I'd say. Do you have any idea where you're headed or like, do you have a dream for the future or are you very much just like living in the moment and appreciating what you have? Oh God. Thing is can like, can it get any better? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I I mean, it's not like I'm like, oh my God, this is literally the best. And every day I'm like so grateful. I try really freaking hard to be grateful. Mm-hmm. But like, I always feel like I'm not doing enough. And I always feel like, um, like I should be somewhere else. Like, mm. even though I'm like, this is good. I know this is good. Like, I don't have a lot of responsibilities. I can do what I want. I can make what I want. I still get in my head and I still procrastinate making art that I want to make all the time, constantly. And if I had a dream for the future, it would be to be able to make money off of making things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I've wanted my whole life. And so I guess, I don't know if you heard in my videos, on, but I had this video where I was at the beach and I was like, the point of this year is to make connections. The point of this year is to build a portfolio and I am still at square one. And that is how I have felt the whole year. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the somewhere else that you feel that you should be? Like, um, I just feel like I should be making more things mm-hmm. um, because I haven't posted on my YouTube in like a couple months now. And why? Mm-hmm. Because I procrastinate. And um, no one really watches my YouTube, but it, when I post there, I feel like I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing and so I should keep doing it but I'm like I procrastinate for no reason Mm -hmm. um like it's weird because like people like to tell you that like if it's something you really love you'll do it no matter what you won't procrastinate but that's not true true. (laughs) because like if you love I I love some that a lot and I know it's what I want to do but like I still get in my head about it it's not like Mm -hmm. I'm never gonna stop and people that do do that are obviously very uh successful but um (laughs) I am still working on that I guess yeah I think it just takes time to cultivate I think one of my regrets in school was uh not applying not building up a work ethic because I think that's the thing that sustains you yeah that that's what really takes you because the thing that really can't be manufactured is like having like a spark and like yeah. an idea. So if you have it, that's like the hard part. That's like that's something that you either have it or you don't. Mm-hmm. But then the work ethic. Anybody can have a really good work ethic and make things happen. And if you don't have it, sometimes that spark doesn't go anywhere. Not yeah. that you're not going anywhere. I'm not. But I think that that's like yeah. that's what I've been working on lately is follow through and like doing what i say i'm gonna do 
yeah in a recent episode um actually the last episode of twee girls we were talking with my friend rosie about we all three of us were put in like gifted programs at school Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's similar to what you're talking about with your school in roanoke it's like kind of implanted i think it maybe in tay and i especially rosie yeah. straight up just dropped out of gifted she was like i'm not gifted like <laughs> let me be normal and they're like okay but tay and i grew up kind of yeah like the hard work part never like that muscle never got yeah. exercised yeah me too i was also put in gifted we're just smart so like you could coast through, yeah through like public by. school and then when it comes time to like really put your nose to the grindstone i'm like what <laughs> You're like, I just can't do it. It's like, no, you you just have to work harder and improve. And I'm like, that just seems to live outside myself. So now I'm trying to do it. And it's like, I feel like so junior at it. But I mean, that's where I'm at with it. So I have such a bad work ethic. Oh, my God. Like, I'm so jealous of uh, Brian, who was here earlier. He like, like decided that he would start working out. And then he did it every day or every wow. other day and just did it because he wanted to do it. He just and woke like, up one day and was like, I'm a gym rat now. <laughs> he was, like, it worked. He does it at his house. And he, like, he, like, has, like, all the stuff. And he, like, is working and pulling himself up. Yeah. Like, and he, he can, like, grab, jump up, grab onto rafters and do, like, pull-ups now. Wow. Like, because he does it every other day and, like, decided to do it. And I, I, I wish I could understand yeah. how he can do that. That executive function, like, man. <laughs> I, I really don't know what it is, but I do not, do not have it. I think, um, I don't know if it was like things that happened like with like my family when I was growing up or I don't know what, but I'm so bad at deciding that I can do things. But like back to what I was saying um, earlier, uh, the, the place that I would want to be right now, I guess, is... Um, I would I would like to be making more things. That's what, and I would like to feel like the things that I'm making are going somewhere. That's I think where I would like to be. And by things, do you mean like mostly like video or performances or just like actual objects? What kinds anything. of things? Just anything. Yeah. Uh, when I first got to my school uh, in high school, the counselor lady met with me because she was like, "You're sad. Talk to me, and you'll feel better." And I was like, okay. And uh, she was like, what do you love to do? And I was like, I guess making things. And she's like, well, what things? And I was like, anything. And she was like, okay, well, when's the last time you made a thing? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. She's like, there's your problem. And she was like, you know what it is, Ella? I think you're a maker. And I was like, actually, maybe you're right. Yeah. Because yeah. like, I've went through so many different phases. Like I went through a phase where I like liked going to like a pottery studio and making things out of polymer clay and like mm-hmm. uh, using the pot pottery wheel and then like i went through like a theater phase and then i went through like i'm sorry what's the theater phase theater like like uh performing feeding people like whoa yeah that's a lot lived a lot of lives (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was crazy i became a feeder (laughs) it was crazy she's the next julia fox (laughs) um yeah i just like making lots of stuff i don't know it doesn't matter what it is that's cool um, we haven't really talked much about it yet, but I did want to ask you your opinion on the topic of tweet in general. Oh, yeah. As someone who kind of what was my, maybe born when I was going through my like peak twee experience and you had messaged me because Zach told me that you would talk to him about it um, mm-hmm. on the way back from Kill City. And then I responded to a story you posted about like postal service or something yeah 
Mm-hmm. And you said, I think I understand Twee now. It's good. <laughs> so, yeah, I just want to like ask what thus far do you kind of think Twee is? What's your understanding of Twee? I think Twee is a silly name and it should be named something else. Okay. <laughs> because it sounds weird to me. I agree. Um, but also, uh, when I originally heard of the concept Twee, I heard of it because I do a lot of like watching videos online where they're like, clothes mm-hmm. because i think uh clothes are a really interesting form of self-expression mm-hmm. and um there was they were like uh i like to follow like a very wide range of people from like a lot of different subcultures and one of them is like very like popular girl high school and they're like uh t- trends for 2022 <laughs> and they're like twee it and is I- coming back and yeah I was like and i was like what is that and then they showed pictures of like gossip girl styling Mm -hmm. and like 60s like very bright colors and like big flowers and like uh very like a-line dresses and um like uh the like little caps for like little boys that sell newspapers (laughs) yeah 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 the newsboy caps yeah yeah and but it, it, it looked very colorful though and very like early 2000s disney styling to me a little yeah. bit and um Jeez. uh and i was like what how is this at all like sad boy like uh like hipstery grunge which is what i thought it was ah uh, interesting uh and then when i listened to your guys's podcast and uh listened to like playlists that were made that were like this is twee and stuff mm-hmm. i was like oh it's like more like elliot smith and yeah. like uh feist and like mm-hmm. maybe a, like a little bit spoon adjacent in some way yeah oh, and sure. um and stuff like that so I, I don't know i guess what pop culture sees it and what it actually is is completely different it seems and also I, what, yeah. how you see it much less like like there's just like a triangle oh well, there's not a triangle but yeah, like what I love about the question is that you and your experiences are going to have such a different definition from me or Taya based on like what we were exposed to. Yeah. And I definitely think that like what is being presented as Twee visually is like like a boiled down version of what Twee was. But Twee is kind of like, to me anyway, like a retroactive term describing like an era that... um was like adjacent to like indie aesthetics and like music. It's kind of like it's softer cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it could go in the direction of like, you know, being very bright and colorful. It was more so like the quirk of like the misfit. I think it's misfit. And it's also, I think very retro, like yeah. Twee style is very much yeah. about like a uh, decades before. It seems like, uh, like how I would phrase it if I was trying to explain to someone that is from my generation mm-hmm. would be like um, like the mindset of early 2000s Tumblr. Yes. But like the like the visuals and music of like like uh, girls who listen to like Sylvia Path on Instagram and like mm-hmm. Elliot Smith and like I wish I was in the 60s. Uh, and 70s yes. and wearing lots of like browns and stripes yeah yes. and yeah. uh like maybe even like a wool cardigan or something oh mm-hmm. hell yeah um, yeah cardigans forever. you get it <laughs> yeah so i think i understand i have a lot of practice with understanding subcultures i guess because i think they're very interesting mm-hmm. and 
like my personal style and my personal aesthetic is very like all of them at once kind of thing (laughs) that was actually my next question yeah like what mine is Mm -hmm. uh or how you would describe it uh i like to dress like a different cartoon character every day (laughs) um and like for doomsday i was wearing like giant like swim shorts that are like <laughs> bread and uh like with the little flowers you know the classic ones yeah. and the doomsday shirt and like a very intense hawaiian shirt with like fire on it yeah and um that is clothes i would wear normally outside of my house mm-hmm. to the store mm-hmm. uh because i think that it is i don't know interesting i guess and i like looking like like the most like intense cartoon yeah i like being like an intense cartoon thing sometimes but sometimes I like to be, like, uh, um, I went through a phase where I maybe did dress like a twee person would. Where, mm. like, I liked wearing, like, um, very, like, old man shirts I'd find from Goodwill. Yeah. And, like, corduroy pants a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I like, I like dressing from different subcultures. I have clothes from, like, all of them. Like, in my bag right now, I also have the kinds of pants that, like, an alt kid would wear right now. Like, mm-hmm. green with contrast stitching. Yeah. And, like, um, pockets and, like, and tabs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And um, I might wear that with, like, a, like, a crazy top that is very contrasting so that it looks very, I don't know. I guess... I like to dress however I feel like in the day, and so I have worked very hard to get a wardrobe that will uh, do whatever I want it to do, basically, whenever Mm -hmm. I want it to. On the outside looking in, how do you think you're perceived? Hmm. Um, I don't know. I think it depends on who's perceiving me. Hmm. Like, if by, like, my peers, I think... By, yeah, sure, by your peers. Mm-hmm. Uh, by my peers, I suppose I'm perceived, uh, well, on average, I think uh, they either think I'm, like, really annoying and, <laughs> uh, and like, uh, over the top, mm-hmm. or they think I'm, like, depending on who knows me or, or what type of person you are, um, they, th- they either think I'm annoying and over the top or they think I'm, like, really interesting and, like, inspired and have something crazy that they don't understand Mm. um and then if you do know me it's either like very like uh i I feel as if i am very honest and uh i like to be as much of myself as i possibly can all the time and that has been like my motto forever um Mm -hmm. and like since i was really small which is maybe why i got that like status from a young age or something i don't know Mm -hmm. um but I think that ha- makes people like become very astounded by me in some way, uh, mm-hmm. and like, whoa, oh my god, yeah, which is annoying, <laughs> yeah, uh, because it makes me feel bad. Like you'd think it made me feel good, but it makes me feel like everyone expects me to be awesome, and I'm like just a person. Oh, I see, <laughs> and yeah. like I'm I'm just like a human being. Can you n- not think I'm like the best one in the world? Yeah, you're not like a novelty. Yeah, you're just yeah. a person. Like I went to a wedding that I went to f- from people from the front row. Shout out Heath and Lisa. <laughs> uh, love for Heath and Lisa. Uh, deep love for them. Loving them forever until the day. <laughs> um, and. There's like a bunch of people at the wedding who came up to me and they're like, you are going to be famous. You have something great. I'm Whoa. telling you, you are going to be, fa- I told, that, someone told me that like five times that Just night. Just based on like what you wore? Yeah, based was on what I wore. Was it your red jumpsuit? Uh, my, it was yellow. Yellow. And red mm-hmm. glasses. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And um, 
they were like you're gonna be famous you were like great you were like the next best like thing since sliced bread girl i'm gonna make you famous and be your manager and i was like whoa oh. <laughs> that's a lot okay i, will I say, like don't need that yeah you don't need that but i also i do kind of feel like you have that energy but maybe it's because i know about doomsday and i've attended multiple doomsday shows yeah like i know about your creative work mm-hmm. so it like it might not just be your like kooky yellow jumpsuit that made that person say i don't well, know yeah. anything about this person but i just i feel like you might just have an aura or a vibe about yeah you know, i think of greatness i i i think that is sometimes people either think they they either think that about me when they meet me or they think that i'm like annoying and like (laughs) they get mad at me for being that way yeah Mm. Uh, and they're like you're stuck up you think you're so great sort of thing yeah um and i try very hard to avoid that because i don't want to be that way and i don't want like i i think i honestly let that get to my head like when i first got to like high school Mm -hmm. because i like i was like everyone thinks i'm so great wow but then I was like, wait, that's like really stupid. And then I stopped being that way. But like, uh, yeah, I guess I can either be perceived like that or I can be perceived like I'm annoying. I was going to say something else, but I lost it. <gasps> wedding. The wedding. Yeah. Um, everyone was coming up to me and telling me how great I was. And then when I got home uh, from the wedding, I was like, am I supposed to be like happy about this? Like, I don't like that that happened to me. I don't like that Mm. everyone was saying that to me because it makes me feel like I'm supposed to be like great or I'm supposed to do something great or like they're all looking at me and like thinking, wow, Ella, you're going to be big someday. And I'm like, and if you're not, it'll be very disappointing for Mm. all of us. Yeah. Or it's like, like, what if I don't want to be big someday? Yeah. (laughs) What if I, what if I just want to make my little stuff and have some fun but i don't want right. to be on a big stage because i don't want to be on a big stage i do not want to be famous oh, Dang, we didn't even get to talk about my stinking music your music yeah oh i listened Go ahead and tell us about yeah i listened to some of it on the way over stuff that i hadn't oh already heard well, wait, you i listened to i didn't know you did music oh not me but like the, the music her artist the her artist music I, movie I, and oh 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 okay um yes yes, yes yeah yes. sorry i got I really that. interested in you and forgot to ask you um i was listening to matt mason and flat sound on the way over here and i like them both and flat sound definitely fits into my twee music library is flat sound twee does he count i think so it's a very like bright eyesy like Mm, acoustic sentimental sad boy and then um matt mason is he in euphoria oh no he sounds like euphoria music to me yeah I can see that because he's like modern, but it's like epic and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I listened when I first listened to Matt Mason. He was one of the first artists. Him and Flatson were the first artists like ever really got into. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, I only listened to his like stripped stuff. Matt Mason, like his like his like piano and guitar only, and Mm. like very sad, yeah, slow, yeah, stuff. Mm. But he also does like more like loud you know but his his recent album bank on the funeral also pretty good stream bank on the funeral um shout out uh <laughs> also uh flat sound is probably the first ever artist i listened to where i was like this music is saying exactly my thoughts and exactly what i'm thinking and feeling and like i understand what he's saying mm-hmm. and i've never i've never really thought that about hands by flat sound stream hands by flat sound <laughs> um it's a really good song he's like i really like how your hands looked you know yeah. yeah um and he says it like in such a 
like it hears a little tongue make the noise <laughs> and um and yeah he has a side project called wishing which is a lot more like abstract i guess and he has like a lot of like synthy sounds and like kind of like a little bit of what um of what the postal service does in some of their more obscure like more weirder songs i guess yeah um but like more of that and all of that and it's like very droney and stuff mm-hmm. and i'm a big fan of that and flat sound has such a good sound and i love how like how his music sounds it's like it's very, very sad condensed mm-hmm. and like how like close it is mm-hmm. and uh it doesn't feel sad to me really like well the music the songs that i listened to on the way over here today sounded pretty sad i guess like all beautiful the flat sound songs are sad like people think they're sad but like when i listen to them i do not feel sad i feel like calm yeah mm. like he's very calming and like whenever mm. i am feeling like oh i'm gonna freak out i listen to flat sound songs and i lay like on my back is there the you ceiling get flat. And i feel better yeah. get flat listen to those flat sounds yeah <laughs> Um, I'm on his Patreon, eight dollar Patreon, flat sound. Oh yeah, you're a real fan. You're a true I'm a real fan. fan. She's rolling. Um, God, I lost it. What? I just cannot remember what I was going to say about flat sounds. And Twenty One Pilots, guys. Twenty One Pilots. Oh. People don't understand them. I don't understand them. I've heard them before, and when I saw that on your list, I was like, I'm not listening. I was to that surprised today. to see that. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I was. Have you? How much have? Okay, but for real, how much have you listened? To I actually used to be a really big fan of Twenty One Pilots because really? I went to when they were coming up. They did a showcase um, at the Bowery Ballroom in New York for like MTV was doing like an artist to watch. And it was them, uh, New Politics, and this other artist that um, I can't remember her name. And they put on a really cool show. Um, and they like, so they were, it was for their first like EP album. And they did this thing where they crowd surfed with the drum set. Yeah. And like they put it on the platform and everyone was like pushing them around. Yeah. And- Josh That's was still insane. playing the drums. That's wild. And it was it was really cool. And I was really impressed by that. And then I got really into their music. And then uh, I think what happened was they got too popular to be cool anymore. Mm. And then I was like, I can't listen to them. <laughs> Which is, is lame. Because I actually really did like this, this stuff that came out. I'm imagining uh, you like putting that. their CD in a boat and like shoving it off into like a lake. <laughs> like a Viking funeral. You're like, I love you. I miss you. But I cannot listen to you anymore. <laughs> Havens has played on the radio too much. <laughs> How much have you listened to of Twenty One Pilots? Not a lot, and it's been a long ass time too. They're, but like probably in high school. Do you like Car Radio? Is that or is it Radio? Car Radio. Yeah. Car Radio. That's, I think that's my favorite song of theirs. That's a good one. I I like. I've listened to probably all their songs that they have mm. out, nice. uh, and they uh, they have a nice unreleased album called Regional at Best, which mm. is probably my favorite, and it is unreleased, which means I'm a real fan. Ooh. Um, yeah. And um also uh I don't know. I was never one of those twenty one pilots girls though. Like I don't have a t shirt or I don't like mm-hmm. I didn't like ever save fan art of them to my phone. But like I I I do really enjoy their music and um I think they are good music makers and I'm a firm believer in liking things that are popular because if they're popular they might be good, you know? Thirty million Elvis fans. Can't be wrong. So true. And uh yeah, Tyler Joseph likes to like climb 
the like scaffolding i don't know if you've ever seen this but there are videos of him at like a show like outside and there's like tall scaffolding holding up like a the like a video they might like project like onto mm-hmm. and he climbs to the top which is like 20 feet 30 feet and stands on the top of it with nothing holding him up there and sings freaking car radio up oh there <laughs> and like just climbs with his hands and legs and sings car radio up there and it is so cool and when i saw them in their trench tour uh he did that and and like it was so good and i don't i think they are good uh, except for the new album which sucks uh do not stream skeleton icy it is bad um thank you for the warning yeah i don't do that stay away from that it's dangerous they don't know what it'll do it's to dangerous you. um but yeah they've kind of veered into like pop recently which i don't really like but I I don't I don't know what I was gonna say about them other than that they are cool. How do they shape your taste or your experience at the time when you got into them? Um, well, I feel like as a sad child in my generation, you have to listen to Twenty One Pilots at least once, <laughs> and uh, I did that. And um, Brian, who I became very close with at my school, mm-hmm. was very into Twenty One Pilots. Like he only listened to them in in middle oh, school. Wow. Like only. Wow. For like a year or six months or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what he told me anyway. Um, and yeah, I I guess he said they were his favorite band, and I was like, well, I should listen to some of them. And then I was like, wait, actually, maybe my opinions about them were wrong, and they are actually nice and good. <laughs> nice and good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to check them out on the ride home. Tell you what, I can love pretty much any music if I'm driving on a Virginia highway on a beautiful Saturday. <laughs> so today's my day. It's your lucky day. <laughs> to change my mind. Um, Did it snow here this morning? Snow? Mm-hmm. It snowed. Her house got snow. Oh, my God. They're up on a mountain. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Ryan's picture where he's like springtime. Yeah, I was beautiful like, oh, spring shoot, can't go anywhere. <laughs> we got a little bit of snow. I don't think I got, saw any snow. I don't think it snowed here. Um, do you know how old you were when you first listened to Flat Sounds? Um, my music taste really only started developing when I entered freshman year of high school because that was when I was gifted a um, old iPod. Uh, from whom brian oh he was like, and it was nothing but 21 pilots no. <laughs> it, it was like uh one of those that like is kind of a phone but isn't you know yeah 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 um so like i just got spotify and started or i think it was apple music at the time and started yeah. making a playlist but before then my music taste was what was on the radio because i was uh maybe this is a twee thing i would carry around a transistor radio like almost everywhere i went that is twee. that is very and, twee. like <laughs> plugged in like he- like headphones and like listened to it and hold- held it and like carried it around like or like be like <laughs> that is so sitting twee. like new towns and i'd be like i gotta see what's on the radio in this town <laughs> And like dial around like and hold it as I walk like like you know like this yeah so, um like I'm holding it up to my ear you know what kind of like radio stations did you gravitate toward like top forty or like classic rock those are the two oh really yeah nice um I listened That's to Q ninety nine which is uh, today's hits and yesterday's favorites <laughs> and then I listened to K ninety two which is uh, today's favorites. And uh, they're four, play at four at four o'clock where they play.
play their top four songs that were requested that day. Nice. Uh, and I would always tune in for that because I got to know what's going on. And then the classic rock station. And then I also listened to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on NPR and the Moss Radio Hour Mm -hmm. a lot. Oh, yeah. I like that a lot. Um, One time, I won't tell you guys a traumatic memory that I've never shared with anyone. Okay. Uh, One time I was riding the ferry, uh, like, across, like, the James River or something here in Virginia. Yeah. We're listening to the radio in the car. They're like, we're taking requests. Mm -hmm. I take my mom's cell phone. I call the radio station. It's me, Zach, and my mom in the car. I call. I actually get through, and they're like, "Cool, what do you want to hear?" Brain fart. I request the song that they just played, <laughs> and he was like, "Well, oh, no. yeah, we just played that one," oh. and I was just like, "Oh god!" and like hung up the phone. Oh no! And like crawled to the back of the car and like cried quietly. <laughs> terrible. I was so embarrassed. I was like nine years old or something, but I just got really stressed out. <laughs> I was like, "Oh god, the ears of the world are on me." That's so sad. <laughs> That was like my dream when I used to listen to the radio was I to get on to K92. I was so excited and then they got the opportunity and I was like, oh God. <laughs> what is a song? I don't know. Okay. I need to go. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. I um, have to end it abruptly, but let's have Ella, a sign off. Yeah. Any any final thoughts? Any plugs? Anything you want to share with the world? Hey, um, this is my podcast now. I'm taking it over. <laughs> <laughs> um also just kidding guys that's not true um i have a youtube channel uh at grain of underscore sand there's no at on youtube but that is my instagram name um at grain of underscore sand and then you could also follow doomsday x3 on instagram that would be cool um yeah does doomsday have a youtube channel we do uh it's linked in the bio nice link Uh, in the bio hell yeah yeah i really I, the places that i live on the internet are uh instagram and youtube i i be posting uh during my dairy queen shift all the time she do be posting i do see that she do be posting <laughs> she do and i'm gonna end it right there <laughs>